following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another chapter of Anime Made Me Do It. This is chapter 46. We are six weeks away from the big 5-2, which means... Corf D6. A year. We yeah. are so close to a We're year. We're very close. We're six away. Um, We're your hosts. I am Tyler. And I'm Aaron. We got a fun little episode planned that we might have actually, like, thought about this in we the, might be, one of the yeah. week or two, like a week or two ago. Uh, and then we're like, ah, oh, we need... Because we have the next couple weeks kind of planned out. Yeah, uh, but we needed something for today, and it's like, oh, we let's go some, into yeah. the we list. Have some, uh, we have an outline for kind of what we're going to do. Yeah, a roadmap, if you will. So we we just plucked this from the list, and we kind of foreshadowed it recently. So we decided, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. But first, as per tradition, we have news. Um, to start, we have a new date for the uh, Super Bowl or Super Bowl <laughs> Dragon Ball Super, Super Superhero. Hero. Super Bowl. Um, it's June 11th. It, it's You get finally got an announcement after the uh, the toy animation hack. Um, here's a hot take from Aaron, though. Aaron last week sent me a text. I came across a clip from Dragon Ball Super Broly, and I wish they just stuck with that art style. And then I just so happened to open up YouTube like an hour later. I was in class when you texted that, and I came home, opened up YouTube, and I think it was the same exact clip that you might have saw because I said, "Was it this clip?" And you're like, "Yeah, dude, Vegeta looks so good." He does, though. Everything about he that does good. Everything, and that's why I said I feel the same way. I think they're taking a major step back with the new movie. I really do. Could it be good? Sometimes storytelling can like overshadow like the lack of animation that I like personally, and I'm really hoping that this story. Kind of, kind of makes up for what the lack in animation. That what I'm hoping happens is, is that we get, like, once you get the full picture, it makes more sense mm-hmm. as opposed to just a poster or just a trailer. Which I do actually really like the poster of Piccolo and Gohan. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, he's like an off green. Like, I don't get why they chose that too. Yeah, he's like super muted, and his arms aren't pink. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, it's 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 just that's the best way I can put it is like muted. No, his like his where he's normally pink on his arms is like yellow. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like he has jaundice. I've been there. You've had jaundice? Yeah, when I was in the hospital, I was yellow. No shit. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I, was I like, knew you were fucked up. I didn't know you had jaundice. Dude. Yeah, I was like weird colored. I I almost looked like that's because your liver was probably fucked up, right? Oh, Is that yeah. what causes that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, you're, I'm sure your enzymes are all shit all <laughs> like, over the place. My doctor, I got blood work done in December, and he's like, hey, at least your liver levels are really good. Now I'm like, what are you talking about? I've never had bad liver levels. He goes, no, on this state, it, you, we took blood, and it was awful, like horrible, <laughs> like horrible. I was like, I was in the hospital with COVID getting pumped with so many different 
pills and, and IVs of shit. He's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Your liver was probably inflamed and just spitting out so bad. much shit. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for your shit to start turning yellow. Yeah. 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 But the two um, Red Ribbon Army guys look super cool in this poster, and Gohan's in his teen Gohan attire with the shoulder um, shoulder pads, I guess you could mm-hmm. call them. So they came out with that, and I mean, it's it was supposed to be out this week, actually. Mm-hmm. It might have been today. It might have supposed to have come out in Japan today. So, 18th sounds about so right. So June 11th, that's the Japanese release date. Yes. So we probably won't get it till September? You think they delay it? Two or three months? Yeah. They it's haven't usually, said anything. Well, it's usually two or three months after. So I'd say They August, were shooting September. for August. They were shooting for August for us originally. So then... Do you think we get pushed? I could see like a month. Yeah, I could see September. I don't know. I don't think you want to push that to October, though. I think it's too busy. No, that is way too, too busy. busy. Far, too busy. far too busy. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, another thing that I keep forgetting about, we had, we should definitely, like, we need to get a list Straight going. up, we need a board. Um, Chainsaw Man. We keep forgetting that comes oh out God, in October, too. Jesus. Um, but, yeah. Next up, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen gets a special Dolce & Gabbana collection, which is really fucking cool, in my opinion. Um, I gotta click on this to try and remember. Especially if you're like into fashion and shit, like, yeah. the, like that type of shit, which I am. Like that shit's just cool. So, so like, I'm, really, I'm kind of stoked to see what they do with this. There's nothing really announced, like what it will be, but they no, it's just it's the collaboration that's coming soon. Essentially, the they've licensed Jujutsu Kaisen, is as far as they've gotten. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's even part of like the show. Yeah, like Gojo kind of has his own like, with the with, even in, especially in the movie, with the dope bomber jacket and the you know mm-hmm. his glasses and everything. Like he's got his whole. They're basically gonna make like a Gojo capsule. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, they're gonna make like shoulder bags, which I'm most excited for. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm gonna buy them because I'm not trying to spend a grand <laughs> on a on a bag. Um. Glasses, I bet you see. It's going to be a lot of accessory-heavy stuff. Like, I don't see them making, like, pants and shit like that. I mean, yeah. they might. I doubt it, though. Um, like, you're not going to make, like, the uniform and everything. Like, it's, you're no, just not going to do no. that type of shit. Not, I mean, even the articles, like, they're known for having handbags that cost well over $10,000. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your, well, yeah Dolce and Gabbana is not cheap. <laughs> if, that's what, if that's the route they're going for, then it's more so going to be targeted towards, like... Honestly, like, so many rappers are quoting... Like, your hype beast type yeah, people. Yeah. Like, like I'm trying to think who's I don't super know, outward. People. Like, Meg the Stallion yes. is going to have this shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of clientele you're going... It's not for Which you Which there's me. nothing wrong with that, but... Oh, absolutely like, not. That's what Dolce & Gabbana is. Yeah. And, me, like, just normal guys like me and you who enjoy this stuff, like, we just won't be able to, unfortunately purchase it it's not in our budget we got fuck no no <laughs> no honey can we um forego um, getting a house so i could get this dolce and gabbana shoulder bag you're like well <laughs> too late like as you're wearing it <laughs> um speaking of price differences we mentioned last week about a um well, a my hero academia box volume one to 20 box set yep 
Ishmael actually sent it to you, right? Yeah, one good catch by Ishmael. So good, good catch by Ishmael. It, um, so we we talked about this though. That I bet you they were gonna fucking drop it, and they did. They dropped it almost eighty dollars. And as soon as you sent me that, I went in and purchased it. So did we? Like I have it already too. So, um, but it's perfect. It comes out the day before my birthday. So should so be like getting to my house. Ideally, on your birthday. I mean, it might even be the day before. Yeah. Sometimes the pre-orders, Amazon's usually pretty good about sending those right out. Unlike GameStop, right? Oh. <laughs> Fucking rip. Talk um, about rip. Talk about rip. Uh, rest in peace oh. to voice actress Minori Matsushima. Um, yes, actual sad news. Actual rip. Uh, they announced on... Um, April 8th that she passed away of pancreatic cancer. Um, some of the, like, I've never watched a lot of these things that she was in. She was in One Piece. But, like, some of the crazy stuff she was in, though, she did uh, the Japanese dub for uh, for Star, Star Trek, Trek. Yeah. for the original Star Trek. Yep. We talked about this a few weeks ago, that it's kind of trippy that we don't think about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, shows have to get Japanese dubbed. Yep. So it's, you know, I mean, Star Trek. Like, it's one of the most important sci-fi IP out there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she certainly made a big impact, and it's, you know, it's extremely sad that, I mean, I mean, she was 81. Yeah. So she did live, you know, a fairly full life. Yeah. But pancreatic cancer, man, that'll eat you down to nothing. I've unfortunately have witnessed the effects of that, and it's just awful. Yeah. I haven't witnessed that exact cancer, but I've heard awful things about it. Yeah, it'll eat you down to nothing. So um, condolences to uh, her family and friends and everybody out there. Mm-hmm. Her uh, impact will be missed. Let's see. What else do we got? We're saving that for last. Saving that. Uh, uh, do you want to oh, go Tokyo Ghoul? Yes. So Tokyo Ghoul's Sweet Ishida draws Marvel's Moon Knight. I sent this to Aaron because obviously Aaron's a huge Marvel guy. He's a big Moon Knight guy. A big guy. Moon Knight guy. So a big Mark like, Specter guy. So I was like, all right, he's And actually, like I, I am loving this. I am loving the show, by the way. I haven't watched That's it not yet. this show. Actually, this would be a good week for a Marvel show because of the... Uh, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer coming out today. Yes. But which was absolutely killer. Absolutely just phenomenal trailer. We had our own thoughts on that, but we need a separate podcast for that type That's of shit. A, yes. Because uh, we could probably go into a, a lengthy conversation oh about that. And it was we just like a minute and a half yeah, conversation, <laughs> like trailer. And there's so much stuff they didn't show. Yeah. Like they did not show Christian Bale. Uh, which I was upset the most about. You were surprised I'm, about. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they went as far as they did. Yeah. And but you're like, generally not a trailer guy. I don't know. But you probably saw this. But I'm idea. interested because it's so close. This that the Thor: Love and Thunder trailer is the closest to a release date that they've posted a movie ever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think the next was like the Incredible Hulk. So. The second movie in the MCU, like thirty movie, like thirty things later, mm-hmm. if you include the television shows and everything, this is the closest between release date and trailer release. Yeah, 
So go watch that. If you're remotely interested in that, go watch it. Phenomenal trailer. Back to the news story. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on that artwork? It's fucking cool. It's like art. Or it's uh, what's the, what's that kind of painting? Oil. Yeah. Or like a watercolor. Even because water. The way, yeah, the way I was. Yeah, that's like, what that's what I was. Watercolor. It's like green. It's got like it's it's misty like. It's really cool. I like how he slapped the cool. Disney logo on there too. <laughs> yeah, just and Marvel Studios because fuck it. No, it's it's really it's, cool it's artwork. Very cool. This is like the cross between like the worlds that we like with good content. Like this is great. Well, somebody did something like that before, right? Like somebody drew like Spider Man or something, mm-hmm. or it's like the Spider Man comic. No, it was the other way around. For when my hero, World Hero Missions came out. Yes. One of the um, illustrators for Spider-Man made a, like, My Hero Academia comic cover. So this this crossover between different art styles is super cool to see. Mm-hmm. It's two, it's melding of two, like, perfect worlds that could fit together. Yeah. Just to make a cool, like, I, like, you only make this because it's cool. Yeah. And, that, and that's honestly some of my favorite stuff. It's just people, he wanted to make this. What's his name? Sui Yoshida. Like that. Like he literally just he took the time to make this. Yeah. Just because he wanted to. It it is topical. We are talking about it. It is a new story. But at the end of the day, this is just cool shit. So yeah. I mean, shout out to him for that. No free shout outs. Next uh, up, we have two quick things about Jujutsu. <clears throat> They announced the stage play for Jujutsu, and they they put a little trailer out. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I probably wouldn't watch a stage play. I was going to ask you if you would go see it or not. I probably wouldn't see a stage play. I'm not really into plays. I am, and I'm not. Depends. You're a big Phantom of the Opera guy? I enjoy Phantom of the Opera. But that's like... I'm not like the type of guy that can go watch it again, though. Mm-hmm. Like once every, like every few years, type of thing. Like you know what I mean. Like there's people yeah. that go travel with them and go to see all different showings. Like I just can't. Plus, it's not like South Park, so yeah. Uh, and what was the other thing from Jujutsu? Oh, uh, celebrates the fourth, fourth an- yeah, yeah, fourth anniversary core, with new art. Fourth yeah. anniversary. The fourth anniversary. Uh, where is it? Uh, oh, there's an ad pop up. As per tradition. Oh, that's pretty sick. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do enjoy that quite a bit. They are certainly riding this wave of this hype from the movie. Yeah. Which is brilliant marketing. Like, they, you know. Yep. Granted, they have a great product, too. So, I mean, that helps that as well. Mm-hmm. They're seeing, I guarantee you, they're seeing what Demon Slayer is doing. And they're like, oh, well, we can just copy that. Good first season, make a movie, and then you just pile on yep. from there. That's exactly what's happening here. Uh, it's a little bit different because Demon Slayer's done now, but, I mean, what's whatever. Do we want to go right into that story, or do we want to talk about the Pokemon thing real quick? Just real quick. Just real quick on the Pokemon thing. Uh, Pokemon has North Face jackets coming out, which are pretty cool. And the fact that they fold up into different kinds of Pokeballs. Dude. 
like we mentioned before, Pokemon might be one of the most powerful IPs in the entire planet. Yep. These are North Face jackets, so they're not going to be cheap either. No, they're going to be like at least 150 bucks. Granted, they make it. They make a good jacket, though. They do. We live in Western New York. I own a couple North Faces. They make a nice coat. We live not in gonna Western lie New York. It's April 18th right now, and it and fucking it's snowing. snowing like a good amount. Yep. Good times. Um, and then our yeah, final. Not much more to that story. That's just our final thing that we wanted to talk about is that. We got the, oh, by the way, we got a fucking <laughs> Demon Slayer trailer. We got a Demon Slayer trailer. Woo! Sheesh! For the Swordsmith Village arc. All right, and I'm gonna make a prediction right now. Okay. So we had the movie, or we had the movie that was cut up, and we then they did the um, Entertainment District arc, right? Yes. I think that's kind of gonna go, it's gonna go uh, it's gonna go the Swordsmith arc. And then it's going to go the training arc, and then it's going to go into the final arc, which is the Infinity Castle. So I'm going to guess that we have two seasons left. And I could see the sort, the story of the flame and water becoming a movie at some point, maybe in between the two seasons. You think they go movie route on that? I could see that. I mean, I'd I'd go see the shit out of that movie. Because the way... The way it's going to go going forward is that they learn how many episodes do you think for the next two arcs then um what was it like 14 and 7 or 14 and 8 or was it you can train with 7 and then it was and then 15 or was it 22 episodes i want to say we ended up at does 21 or 22 so reverse that you're going to have the big chunk for the swordsmith arc and then the small chunk for the training arc. Training arc is fast, fast then? Yeah, it's pretty fast. But you can get it done in seven episodes. I think so. Like, good. Yeah. Cause, so pretty much all, pretty much uh, the trio trains with each of the Hashira and, like, from from the first few Hashira, it goes pretty quickly, and then like the length of time kind of starts to widen out as they go along. I think the longest they spend with someone is with either Sanami or Igoro, Igoro, okay, the snake one, yeah, right. Um, and then the last one that they train with is Giome. Uh, I think they might go in order of strength in the Hashira, if I remember correctly. That adds up. Um, if Guillaume's last. Yeah. Especially now at this point. Yeah. So I feel like they could do it in seven or eight episodes for sure. Is it, so that would that be like a, that would essentially come to uh, a Hashira an episode? You could probably do two Hashira at least the first episode. Maybe even the first two I don't want to give away spoilers. So you're saying two, two and two, two and two, and, and then, then one, one, one. Yeah. Okay. And then, they, and then they could, if it's a longer one, they can kind of extend it out and then start the next one in the middle of the episode or something like that. Okay. So that's my prediction for it. But to go back to this trailer, I was gonna say I'm kind of watching it now, just kind of like it's basically a lot of re. It's actually kind of cool how they do it. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's actually cool as shit. 
So for the movie clips, it's actually on like old school film. Like if you're watching it, like there's different pictures. So that's the other thing I've noticed too in the trailer. So they have this long ass piece of film. There's a cut in the film. There's a gap in the film, and then they start the trailer for this. Yes. So I'm wondering if maybe they do the sort of fire and water in between to fill the gap. Like there has to be. Oh, maybe. I feel like that is some kind of foreshadowing that there's going to be something in between the gap. Because where it's definitely, there's a huge difference between, okay, so it's like a scroll Mm -hmm. with different panels on it. And the the Mugen Train, the movie, is extremely different than the Mugen Train, the show. Mm -hmm. This is a very cool, like, super artfully done trailer. Like this first whole first part of it, yeah. It is essentially just a recap. Now we're in. Our, I'm a minute fifteen in. Tanging fucking shit up. There's a. Oh, that's when they all go. Is there a is there a name for that mode or no? What mode? Like when the like at the end of that fight when all three of the boys are fucking up Docky. Um, and like Tanjiro's has not doesn't have pupils and his, his scar on his head changes. Yeah. I'm assuming there is, and we haven't heard it yet. I mean, it's not really like, you know, we have names for like super Saiyan and shit like that. Right. It's, it, do you want the name of it? It's literally, no. it, it's literally, so, no, <laughs> yes, but no, it's literally the most basic thing. You're going to be it's like, probably what stupid. The f- it's probably something stupid. It, it literally is. Do you want to hear it? It's, you're gonna be like, oh, and then they add. Okay, so then so the season three stuff. It's all blank, but it's half of it's that that teal green color, and half yes. of it's pink. Yes. And then you see Tanjiro standing there watching. And the teal, the teal in the pink is to represent the two Hashira. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. misted love Hashiras. Yep, because uh, the love Hashira is what neon green and pink. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Mm. Like her hair is pink and then the ends are green. Yep. And her kimono is all pink pretty much with yep. some green accents in it. Mm-hmm. And in this arc we get two of the lower moon's demons. Not like Daki and Giantaro being split up, but actual two full-blown like, like lower moon demons. Five and four? Yes. Yes. Because Akaza's three? Akaza's three... Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Who's two? And then uh, Kuro... No, not Kurotsuchi. Yoru... No. I can't remember. It's a very cool trailer. Yeah. It's a very cool trailer. They don't show much for season three. It's just... It's literally the swordsmiths hammering away on some... Um, mm-hmm. What the, what's the name of the metal? Nichiren. Nichiren Blades. Hammering out the iron ore, mm-hmm. like they picked in the beginning. No date, no date yet, so we don't know hundred percent when. It's honestly, but they're underway. Gonna... They're underway. I would. Mm. It's probably going to happen right around the same time, like October to. You think? Oh yeah. You think October of this year you get Demon Slayer? I'm going to say January. I don't. I, I, was say, gonna... oh, I, okay. the I was going to say there's no way, dude. Because what's going to happen is it's going to be such a. You think they're going to have there Demon Slayer be, and Attack on Titan at the same time now, though? Oh, yeah. 
We got it for a little bit. Like a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't that long. You're going to have them both out on the same day? I wouldn't say same day, but I could see it around the same time period. Could you imagine? No. Could you imagine, dude? Because October is going to be so fucking sick. Mm. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be shocked if we don't get Demon Slayer for a whole another year. I don't know about that. If they do both arcs like you're saying right in a row. You got to remember, Demon Slayer... Mugen Train, the movie, came out in 2020, didn't it? In Japan? Can't remember. <clears throat> Granted, it is, it's different making the show versus the movie, although apparently not because this last few episodes of Demon Slayer were just beautifully orchestrated, so mm-hmm. that might just be out. That might not be the case anymore, but... Yeah, 2020 film. This is what we need our, our so, Jamie. Okay, so it came out in 2020. And then it came out April 23rd, 2021 here. So, yes, I think it was similar to uh, Jujutsu's. I think it was the end of 2020. And then it came out in April 2021 for us. Mm-hmm. When did Demon Slayer end? When did season one end of Demon Slayer? I I can't remember that because I binge watched the whole entire thing. I was not watching that weekly. April to September of 2019. So then it was over a year for the movie. And then it took him a few months to dub it over. For us. And then we got it in October. So that's less than a year. Between the movie and the show. Mm -hmm. But you're remaking the same thing. So if you count new content to new content. I mean they they made the one episode. The first episode. Where it's all around Goku. Basically getting to the train. Um... I'm gonna say February next year is my prediction. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like end of winter, spring of 2023, somewhere in that time range. So like February, March. Yeah. Okay. So we're in the same ballpark then. Yeah. I just I wouldn't release it at the end of this year just simply because there's so much other shit going on. Mm-hmm. Not that Demon Slayer should be afraid of other shows because they shouldn't be. Afraid of anything. But still, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to, you know, cut off your nose to spite your face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get the most eyeballs possible. Especially, can you imagine if Demon Slayer is the only thing you had? <laughs> That'd be insane. Like, like you would, they would have so much viewership, it's not even funny. So I would almost even wait for Attack on Titan End. Yeah. Because Ishmael also sent me something. He says... He read somewhere that's going to be four-hour-long episodes. Really? I don't know about if that would work out, to be honest. Too much time, not enough time. 
Because it's two hour-long episodes. I mean, they're only 45 wait, minutes. Four? Yeah. So that'd be like, what, eight episodes total? That'd be crazy. I could see it working. Eight. That'd be eight, yeah. I Roughly could... about there, yeah. You're pretty much fitting nine chapters of manga in that time period. So just think of it that way. But they could, I don't know, they could possibly make it happen. Yeah, he said, where did he say that? AOT going to be four one-hour episodes to end is what I'm reading. I also don't know where he got that from. Admittedly, I didn't look into it all that much. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at with that. That's that they didn't really say much of anything, other than they gave us some a couple panels and basically just recapped the whole series up to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um. You ready to dive into? I am. I am ready. I'm as ready as we're gonna be. <clears throat> All right. So this week's chapter, we are gonna talk about some of our favorite speeches or monologues in anime. But there's like a catch twenty two with I was this. Say because we did not discuss the definition of this. We did not discuss the definition of this because there are so many, so many great quotes in anime. So, yes. Okay. So that's the that's the the hard part about this chapter of the show is going to be where's the line of you know the definition of a uh, the difference between a quote and a speech slash monologue where do you where do you cut that off at I you know like you could take a monologue right and it might not be a great monologue but it might have a absolute fire quote banger quote in the very middle Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I mean, and there are certain characters that that just don't have long-winded, you know, lines of dialogue. Like there are certain characters that are just known for like one to two lines, one to two lines, yeah. one to two lines, or they're fighting somebody and it's a conversation back and forth. But if you were to clip all that together, it makes an awesome like poignant thing. You know, like it's, it's mm-hmm. where do you, so I mean, I'll ask you that though. So what is your thoughts on this? I don't know. It's going to have to come down to like, well, I think it should be a, a broad definition. We don't need to get down to the fucking, we don't need to take this down to studs. Yeah. What do you think? Like more than three sentences is a speech? I would say three lines. Three lines at least. Bare minimum. Okay. Hold on. Well, one, two, three, four, five. All right. This one might be... I'm trying to find the full quote or the full speech with the quote in it. Um, do you want to go first for now? Give me... Okay. Your quote unquote number five. We have a little Mine. twist at the end of this. Yes. <laughs> so we're gonna give There's a, a clear winner. Yeah. Like like undisputed, like unanimous. Unanimous like Yeah. 
Like it's just, that's something we discussed prior. How do we want to do this too? I guess. Um, do we want to read some of it? Do we just want to say this is it and talk about it? How do you want to? Sure, we could read some of it and then okay. um, discuss it. We don't need to read the whole thing, but I think why we like it so much. Mm-hmm. I think we should get into that. As per tradition, we are um, trying to pick one per show, so we're not trying to have like a bunch of at least, one. At least in our top five, because like we'll, yeah. we're going to have a bunch of honorable mentions where there's probably gonna be plenty of doubles. So my first one I'm going to go with is Vegeta, Dragon Ball Z. This occurs after he goes Super Saiyan for the first time. This is Goku post-heart virus. He had just taken the... Yamcha just took him back home. Mm -hmm. Or do we want to play it? Do we want to play some of it? Or do we want to just read it? I'd say we we're probably for copyright reasons are probably better off reading it. Okay. Let's see. Fucking A. All right, let's see. Is it the one where it says even the mightiest warriors experience fears? What makes them a true warrior is the courage that they possess to overcome their fears. That's the oh, other when one does I that like. happen? Um, Vegeta says that? Mm-hmm. Because I like that one. That's from one of his speeches, but then I know which one you're talking about because I liked both of them. He's got a few. Vegeta's got a few banger. Mm-hmm. There's the one he has. God damn it. Son of a bitch. So I got that one. Hold on. I had it pulled up as a video. Uh, I'll just while you're yeah. pulling that up, I got mine, my, one of mine ready. All right. uh, that's why this one we're kind of so. There's there's two. One, it's a short sentence and a longer sentence. It's technically two sentences. This is a uh, a speech or a quote, however you want to call it, from Saber from Fate Stay Night. She said, uh, "There are no regrets. If one can be proud of one's life, one should not wish for another chance." Um, I like that a lot, uh, because I feel like at the end of your life, you shouldn't have no regrets and you should pass on knowing you lived your best life to say very bluntly. Um, you know, I feel like there would be nothing worse than to be on your deathbed and to think, well, I wish I would have done that or. I wish I had a second chance because I really fucked up. Um, so that's why 
this one kind of like stuck with me quite a bit. Again, it's two sentences. I don't know if we want to consider this a speech. Um, so how long was it again? Two sentences. There are no regrets, period. If one can be proud of one's life, one should not wish for another chance. I would say sure. I don't see why not. You'd call that a speech? Or sure, least, as long as it was un, at least it was uninterrupted. Ooh, this was actually a really good one that I did not think of at all. Okay. So, I would say sure. Okay. I'll give you that one because mm-hmm. it's a fully thought out you know, it's a fully contextualized thought. Mm-hmm. That's good. I, I that's that's a good one. I actually really liked that. Who says that again? That is Saber from Fate Stay Night. Okay, it's a show that I really I've talked to you about. Yes, it. We yes, really yes. You've mentioned it, it before. Yeah, um, that's one of those shows that we like that we that you like. Yeah, it's like for me, Hunter Hunter. Like we yeah. we just we like that. We just a don't lot. We just it quite often. <clears throat> That's one of those shows you've uh, you've pitched to me before, though. Mm-hmm. But there's so many like different <laughs> Fate series at this point. All right. Do you have anything else to say on that one, buddy? Uh, uh no. That's about it for that one. That was like I had so many. Double, triple quotes from shows that I kind of wanted to throw. It was between it was between this one and I don't want to say the next one, so I'll save right. it because uh, I don't know if it's going to be on your list or not. There's actually a few. Um, when I was looking up that quote real quick mm-hmm. to read word for word, there's another one that popped up. I'm like, fuck, that's a good one that I forgot about. Another two sentence one that it's meaningful though. That's yeah. another thing. I that feel should like- be the most important thing. Is yeah. that there's a ton of doesn't need to be a f- like a super long thing yeah to make you you know to make a, a... Oh, i do have some long fucking speeches oh in, so. I, this one i have is quite lengthy <laughs> <clears throat> okay so like i said android saga vegeta he just turned tra- he just transformed into a super saiyan for the first time mm-hmm Gohan's a kid. This is the first time in the Faulkner mix that we hear is that that awesome fucking music that he has. Mm-hmm. So this is this is this scene's made better by that music. So I'll cut. So basically, Krillin goes on to say, "Hey, I thought that you had to be pure-hearted and a kind person to go Super Saiyan." Vegeta. Afraid not. There's more than one way to reach the goal. Yes, to each his own. My motiv- my motivation was very different than Kakarot's. My motivation was to be the best, to be the greatest Saiyan alive, as I always have been. Till Kakarot came into the picture, that is. This cuts to him going into the Capsule Corp um, pod thing, where... Um, Dr. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Briefs? Is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. Made the uh, gravity chamber for him to train in. 
Yeah. That dope ass room that's like all red because he's got so much gravity going on. He's got his like he's literally got his arms taped up. Mm-hmm. Kakarot's success was like a demon in my head. How could he be a super saiyan when I, the prince of all saiyans, could not? The intensity of my training was maddening. At 450 times normal gravity, a basic training game became a desperate struggle for survival. Cut. Well, we'll cut that. Skip a few lines. Basically just talking shit about Goku. At times I thought I was losing my mind. Why couldn't I obtain what Kakarot had obtained? It didn't make sense. It was infuriating. And it was my fury that kept me alive. Goes on to say, hey, IG, and that's, this is when he leaves and goes to space. <clears throat> I'll continue training in space. Unhindered by the distractions of the Earth. So basically, Bulma, he had just had trunks, I think, too. So he's basically just not, he's like, I ain't dealing with this shit. When a violent electrical storm had erupted in the skies of the planet I was on, I welcomed it. It seemed fitting, like an outward manifestation of the storm that was raging inside of me. That's like one of my favorite quotes of anything mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. He's just, it's, it's so cool because the camera is like looking from below him up. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there, and there's just lightning everywhere. And he's that's when that's when he says that. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking Chef's cool, kiss. Dude. So fucking cool. <laughs> uh, all right, no, that was gonna be I. That exact quote was going to be one of mine, but I was like, I feel like Aaron's gonna have that I, one, dude. That's one of my favorite things to come out of dragon ball and one of the things i want to try and do with this also is aside from having our number one together i kind of want to try and avoid some of the same ones i feel like yeah we, right right yeah 100 percent. like i already said i brought up one and i you said it's going to be in yours so i was like I, i'm glad i didn't put that one um my next one is by Askelad from uh vinland saga okay another show that i've told you about i talked about it on here a few times i love it uh there's a new season coming out soon i don't know exactly when uh Askeladd is one of the main antagonists probably the main antagonist of the show uh he said a man slave to gold holds a whip and beats the slave he bought with that gold as if to claim he is the master he just doesn't see it for himself every living human being is a slave to something uh, I like that one because it puts things into this perspective. We always look down on other people and in this quote, he's talking about, um, like slaves that the, the Vikings, the Yamas Vikings have captured. Meanwhile, those same people who enslaved another, uh, tribe of Vikings or whatever you want to call them. They're slaves to the gold that they're going to get. So it's like kind of it's a cycle. Uh, there's actually you're, there might be a common theme to these like quotes that I have picked out too. Um, a lot of them are like perspective coming from that, just putting things into perspective about uh, philosophically like who we are and how we see the world. 
Uh, I've also <laughs> just realized that aside from that one, the, my first one, Saber, and another one, all all my quotes are pretty much by quote unquote villains. Um, so what, what what do you got next for us, Aaron? I am gonna go with fuck. This character also has a lot of cool shit. Damn. <clears throat> God damn. I, I'm torn between two. Okay. This one, we just talked about this one, actually. I did last week. I'm going to go with Aaron Yeager in the basement with Reiner. Okay. So this is when Falco takes him downstairs, and Reiner's like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, literally the most, oh, no, face I've ever seen. Hmm. It's true. I once thought of everyone on this side of the ocean as my enemy. Then I crossed it. I slept under the same roof as my enemies, and I ate the same food as them. Reiner, I'm the same as you. Sure, there were people who pissed me off, but there are good people too, glances at Falco. Past the ocean, inside the walls, we're all the same, all but you. You were taught that everyone inside the walls was different from you. That they were demons. That they were devils that threatened you, Eldians, who lived on the continent along with all the rest of the world. You were ignorant children. And all of that was beaten into you by ignorant adults. You were just a child. What could you have done to fight back against that? Your environment. Your history. Right, Reiner? All this time, it wasn't painful for you, wasn't? I think now I fully understand that. And then Reiner, uh, you know, retorts back to that. Mm-hmm. And this is basically when he breaks. And he's like, yeah, I suck, and I don't want to. That's that's when Reiner starts to be like, yeah, I don't want to be alive anymore. Like, this sucks. But it's this speech that I think kind of breaks him. And it just goes to show, like, how far Aaron's come <clears throat> from season one where you sold blinders on, so focused on just killing Titans. Yeah. And then he finally, you know, learns how the world is kind of working around him. Mm-hmm. And he spent that. And especially how this past season ended, it almost makes this speech mean so much more. Because of, like, we literally see how he gets there. Mm-hmm. Like, the day he gets there in his last, like, his last day is like a normal person. Not this, all right, I'm going to be the, the founding titan and all that shit. So for me, that's why I have that one on my list. <clears throat> and that's when he, Willie Tiber is doing a speech outside. That that's his. De- this this is my declaration of war. And then Aaron pops out from the building behind him. Mm-hmm. Eats Willie Tiber. Mm, let's see. There's also another famous speech by him that you could probably choose if you were so inclined. 
may or not just end with a picture of him. Mm. Was that one? On, I doubt that one was on your list. No. If you had Aaron, I feel like that's not the one you'd have. And these don't need to be necessarily in order, I feel like. Because we have our number, our clear number one. Yeah. So there's a lot of really good quotes. Let's see. Uh, see, that's the thing. There's a lot of really good quotes. So, like, this one that I'm going to use after this one, there's, like, it's a long speech, and it's, like, broken up quote by quote. Like, I can't find, like, the entire thing together for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with this one first. Where do I have it? It's um, it's not one of my favorite shows. I've read the manga. I read the offshoot or the second part of it, whatever you want to call it. Um, Death Note. And it's... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I know what speech you're talking about. It's L's Monsters yep, quote. Yep, yep, Um That's like, if you look up best speeches in anime list, mm-hmm. just Google that. That's that's on just about every single list. It's a really good quote. Yes. Um, he says, There are many types of monsters that scare me. Monsters who cause trouble without showing themselves. Monsters who abduct children. Monsters who devour dreams. Monsters who suck blood. And then, monsters who tell nothing but lies. Lying monsters are a real nuisance. They are much more cunning than others. They pose as humans even though they have no understanding of the human heart. They eat even though they've never experienced hunger. As though they've never experienced hunger. They study even though they have no interest in academics. They seek friendship even though they do not know how to love. If I were to encounter such monsters, I would likely be eaten by them. Because in truth, I am that monster. Jesus. Such a good, <laughs> such a Whoa. good, such a good quote. And it's like, it's so that's true. why, that's why though, when the movie came out on Netflix, it's like you you can't capture that. You just can't translate that a hundred percent. I don't care how good of an actor you are; it's going to be so hard to make that impactful emotionally as the anime did it. It's just, you just, it's almost, it's nigh impossible. Yeah. That's a really good one. That's, that's one of those that's has, that's kind of, you have to have it. No, it's, it's a, I like it a lot. It's like, I don't, I don't remember the one, the last list we had. There's something where we had to have guts on it. We were talking about, Rage moments? I think so. Yes. It was that one. It's like you had to have guts from Berserk on there. Just because yeah. that's like his character. That's like literally what he is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with one. This is kind of a clipped out. Like he says some other stuff in this one, but this is like the most poignant thing about this. This is the one you teased a little bit earlier. Hero killer stain from My Hero Academia. Yeah. This is... Right after the fight with between Deku, Shoto, and uh, Tenya. After they saved, arguably, probably not, you know. Mm -hmm. The hero they save is, I have my thoughts on that. And that'll be its whole other video essay. But 
<clears throat> the, the statement goes. This is just a clipped out thing, like I said. This society overgrown with fake heroes where the word itself has lost its true meaning and the criminals who wave their power around idly should all be purged. He also says something to Shigaraki, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I almost went with that one, too. I like that one better, I think. I almost, I, yeah. I was torn between the two. And this is what makes someone like Hero Killer Stain. He go, after this, he goes on to talk about how if, if, if someone was going to kill him, it should be All Might. Like, he wants All Might to kill him because he sees All Might as, a tr- as the only true hero in the entire world. Mm-hmm. In a world where 80% of the population is superpowers, like him having this outlook, and it galvanizes all those people. All those people joined the, the League of Villains because of Hero Killer Stain's speech. Mm-hmm. That video based, you know, YouTube in air quotes, and it goes super viral because of how poignant it is. Mm-hmm. And they show, when he's talking, that's the scene where everyone like freezes. It's like everybody except for Endeavor. Endeavor's the only person that doesn't freak out. Powerful. Yeah. Hero Killer Stain might be one of my favorite characters in the show, to be quite honest. For how little he's in it. Yep. Very and what and the time. impact that he makes in the show is, yeah. is... Don't worry, he'll, and he'll... he's important, and he's important for Deku's development and all that. Like Deku just started figuring out how to kind of control, um, one for all, just a little bit. That's like he started doing five percent, I think, at that time. Mm-hmm. Shoto just started using his left side. Like there's, it's they're super early in this. Yeah, and Tenya's angry because of his brother. Yes, like that's that's the whole point of this scene is because he's. He wants vengeance for his brother. And he sees that. He's like, I see that in your eyes. Like, you get out of here, boy. Mm -hmm. Because he wants to to kill Native. He's basically, he messes him up bad. Like, Native is, like, on death's door. And then Tanya shows up. And that's when they start texting each other. Yeah. The, The bullet train blows up. The Nomu start breaking out and... In the chaos of all that, mm-hmm. Tenya's running, and he happens to see him out of the corner of his eye. All right, so I'm going to pick this translation because it's like the closest to what he says, and it's not the entire speech. It's like quite a bit longer. Um, in fact, I spent like 20 minutes on break today to try to find that whole scene, and I watched the whole entire scene mm-hmm. from the episode it's in. And this is, like, still not the perfect translation, right. but it's, like, the best thing I could find for it. It's um, Sosuke Aizen from Bleach, like, the main bad guy from oh. the entire, pretty much everything until, okay. until yeah. what's coming out next. Um, he actually has a really good quote. He comes back and... Is this the one where he uh, he talks about the horse and the king? That one? This is a, He talks about kings, yeah. Okay. He says, all creatures want to believe in something bigger than themselves. They cannot live without blind obedience. And to escape the pressure of that trust, those in whom faith is placed in turn look for someone higher than themselves. 
and then those people in turn look for someone even stronger. That is how all kings are born. That is how all gods are born. And I think he, let's see if they have like the, the first part, the first part of that whole entire like speech is there's no such thing as truth or lies in this world. There has never been, there are only plain hard facts and yet all beings who exist in this world acknowledge only those facts that are convenient to them and they take them to be the truth. They do so because they know no other way of living. However, those powerless beings who compromise the majority of this world's population, inconvenient facts that affirm their very existence are their only truth. Like it's like this super long speech about trust and like he's he tells uh who's he talking to? He's talking to Shinji. He's talking about He said, I never asked them to trust me at all. I told them to come with me, but never. To, I, but I never told them to trust me. And I always tell them not to trust anyone, including myself. But sadly, there are not many strong enough to do that. So that's how... Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's some poignant shit, dude. Yeah. Um, the actual translation in the, in the scene, uh, at the end of the quote, and he's, where he says... Uh, that's how all kings are born. That's how all gods are born. It's like, I can't remember the exact translation, but it says, like, that is how I will become king. That is how I will become God. Like, that was the actual translation. So, let's see if I can find it, actually. Yeah, dude. That's fucking nuts. Here we go. Let's turn it down so we don't get hit with no copyright Ooh. shit. We had a powerful scene right after that where Tosin turns into his hellification form. And everyone's like, no, don't do it. <sighs> Shout out to that water. Shout out to that water. All right, this won't load. This is thirsty work, fucking. Oh, here it is, right here. Oh, there you go. I I always told them not to trust me, but sadly, there aren't any who are strong enough to do that. I have to read this as it goes, so it's playing. All creatures are unable to survive unless they trust and obey someone who is better than they are. To escape that pressure. Those who are better than others search for their superiors. Those who are superior search for even stronger individuals they can believe in. Shinji's crying. Thus the king of everything was born. And it cuts to a shot. Thus, This is the shot. Thus the god of everything was born. Mm-hmm. Don't believe me yet, Shinji Hiroko. I'm going to take my time and show you which God you should believe in. <laughs> he says that right after. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 
I have technically one more on my list, aside from our agreed-upon greatest speech. Yeah, we're both at four, right? Yes. So what is your last one? I've done four? Yes. Really? Already? You've done... I did Aaron Yeager. I did Vegeta. Hero Killer Stain. Uh, Am I at three? Wait. Did you go first? You went first. No, you said Vegeta first. You were trying to find the thing, so I went first. Okay. So then I had Saber, L, Askeladd, Aizen. Who was my fourth person? You had Stain. Vegeta. Vegeta. Aaron Yeager. Aaron Yeager. Stain. Stain. Did I have another one? I could have swore I'm only at three. All right. Go with your fourth then. My Corf. Your Corf. So this one is, you could argue it's just more of a quote than a speech. Mm-hmm. But it is a, I think it's a poignant inner monologue that at the time of release and how old I was, was pretty impactful. Like, probably too impactful. You know, like, like this quote goes beyond what it should have been, but it doesn't make it any less powerful. Mm-hmm. Mewtwo from the Pokemon movie. That's one of my honorable mentions, so we don't even, I don't even have to mention that. So I'll do the most important snippet of that. Because he goes on, he's talking, and him and me were going back and forth. I see now the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It's what you it do is what life. you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. Powerful. I'm fucking six years old, dude. Yeah. You the fuck? At six years old, you're really not wrapping your head around that, but, like, that that's some very well-written stuff right there. And that's after... So that's Ash gets frozen in the stone, like into stone. He he dives in the middle. Who's it's uh, it's Mewtwo and Mew going at it, right? I think so. He, he, or something. Ha- I don't remember exactly what happens. He runs in the middle of it and he gets turned to stone, and that's when Pikachu has that super. It's it's actually super sad this whole scene because you have the Charizards fighting each other and Blastoise is they're just hitting each other back and forth, and it's super sad music like this. This whole chunk of the movie just goes beyond what the intended audience of this movie was. Like it's hor it's kind of terrifying. Like it's yeah. it's like, oh, this is like like I was feeling things that you probably shouldn't have as like mm-hmm. a six year old because it came out what, ninety nine, I wanna say? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> so as a kid, you think like, oh, Ash is dead. And then all these cool Pokemon that you've known for a while now are kind of getting their asses kicked. And then that happens. And then they all start crying. And then they do the, you know, lame-ass shit where all the tears go in the middle and then he comes back. But then then Mewtwo says that. And it's like, what? Yeah. If you think about it now, it's like... All right. I mean, maybe let's tone it down a notch, mm-hmm. but maybe not. So, I mean, I think that's, for me, it's, like I said, when it came out, 
It's just even now. That's a phenomenal quote. Yeah. Like it really just is. Like it regardless that a Pokemon said it. Definitely. Um This is my for my top again, our number one is unanimous. So this is my technically my number two. Um there are so many great speeches, so many great monologues in Naruto. I didn't want to touch Naruto because I knew I wanted you to. I could fucking. There's go, like a bunch of them. I could go all day with Naruto speeches, to be quite honest. Um, some people might be saying, oh, here comes an Itachi speech. Nope. It's in my honorable mentions, motherfucker. <laughs> this speech right here. Is so fucking powerful. This is in the top. This, if this in our, it's like usually universally this or our unanimous decision for the number one spots in in uh, talks about greatest anime speeches. So now I'm wondering which one did you pick? Did you pick Madara or did you pick Pain? I picked Pain. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about it. We talked about it yeah. the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the context of what is being spoken about, but I yeah. know that I, I can kind of piece it together and it. Mm-hmm. the best thing about a villain like what makes the best villains is you understand where they're coming from mm-hmm. and this speech is a hundred percent that and the- it's the Thanos thing that I always talk about where it's yeah. halfway through Infinity War you forget he's the bad guy yeah because some of the stuff he's saying does make sense so I'll let you go ahead this is a long one should I go through the whole thing? I'm going to let you go through what you want to. So if you want the full thing, go for it. If you do not, that's cool, too. Pick out your favorite part. Um, <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to read the very beginning and the end. I'll keep a lot of the middle stuff out. It's very important to the context of everything because it explains where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. But even the like beginning is and the end is just like. Oof. So he says, "You asked me why I'm doing all of this, but even if I told you why, I doubt very strongly that the knowledge would change anything at all. But let's say that I take the time to explain it to you. What do you think would happen then?" My goal is to fulfill the dream even Jiraiya Sensei was unable to achieve. What I want to do is create peace and bring about justice. That's what Naruto says. Oh, I see. That is very noble of you. There would be justice. However, what about my family, my friends, my village? So then he goes into like to describe like his whole entire like village what happened how his his village keeps getting destroyed through wars and shit like that and then he goes into we are both motivated by our desire for peace and justice a justice that i have delivered against the leaf village is no different from what you are trying to do to me everyone feels the same pain and losing something dear you and i have both experienced that pain you strive for your justice and i strive for mine we're both just ordinary men who have been driven to seek vengeance in the name of justice. And if one comes to call vengeance justice, such justice will only breed further vengeance and trigger a vicious cycle of hatred. But right now we live in such a cycle. 
I know that the past can foretell our future, and it is the same as our history, so we believe that human beings simply cannot understand each other, and they never will. The shinobi world of ours is ruled by hatred and hatred alone. So, Naruto, how would you confront this hatred in order to create peace? I want to know what your answer is. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, like, so... What does... What the craziest thing about that speech is you could almost apply it to any like almost anything. Yeah. I and that's can... part of the and we've talked about this before too. It's like that's kind of the problem with the world today is no one wants to it's either my way my it's the way I see the world and that's what's right and your way is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like if everyone feels that way, everyone's just you're just gonna keep fighting and that's just there's, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, you you you're trying to you know protect what you have, and this person's trying to, and those two are on opposite sides of the table. Mm-hmm. Now we have to fight. Yep. Yeah, it has so much practical application to everyday life. Um, for everything. Yeah, wars, politics, like literally almost every aspect of everyday life, and sports rivalries. <laughs> But, like, for real, though, if you see somebody, you know, if you see New England Patriots stuff at work, what do you, you, you know, oh, I you think less of that yeah. person. That's just, it's, that's just, that, like he says, that's just how humanity is. That's what mm-hmm. it, we're very tribal, and you pick a side, and that's, your side is right, their side is wrong. Yep. I'm a big OSU guy. I hate seeing blue and yellow. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I hate it. it yeah. I hate it. <clears throat> is Are either one of us wrong? We both love the same thing. Mm-hmm. You just like that. Yeah. And I chose that. And now we don't like each other. It's, you know, for a fucking Japanese cartoon, I mean, that's, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. Just like, like you said, the daily application of that, that sentiment. He's the bad guy. You're supposed to hate pain. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're like, fuck, that makes sense. He's right. (laughs) Like, he's just trying to do right by his people. Yeah. Yep. Naruto and pain in that scene are doing the same exact thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's killer. If if someone was gonna was going to dethrone our number one, I would probably pick that one. I mean, the Madara one is good too. It is. It's, it's way, way, way more philosophical. Yes. This has. More, yes. This has. Hundred percent. So, yes. Hundred. You nailed that. But this one is like such practical application to mm-hmm. literal everyday. Things. Absolutely, yes. We'll, we'll, and we'll get into that, and you know, after we, I do my last one, and we do our unanimous. Mm. Yeah, you nailed that with the Madara. The, you know, mm-hmm. this world is nothing but pain and yeah, futility. Wake like, up it, to reality. Yes. Yeah. But you could. There's people that look at the world like that. Is he wrong? I yeah. But then I don't. Again, I don't know any of the context of him as a character. But then again, that goes back to Payne's. Is he wrong? That's how he sees it. 
the cycle of hatred will continue if we kept thinking that they're wrong and we're right. So what do you do? You know, it's mm-hmm. like I said, for some of these these statements being made, like these are these are some some doozies, dude. Mm-hmm. So my last one, not including our number one, is probably going to come to a uh, surprise to nobody at all ever. <laughs> if you've remotely listened to this show, this is this is not going to surprise anyone. Yeah. This is the uh, the final words of one Kijiro Ren Goku. Ah. Don't work yourself up like that. I almost want to just play this shit. Okay, so let's... So this is post Tanjiro freaking the fuck out on Akaza and him chucking his sword into the woods and everything and saying, you are you're cowards and come back and fight me. Mm-hmm. Even though we all know Akaza would have fucked him up. <clears throat> but he's so mad at what just happened and this is like one of the most epic fights I've watched in anime ever. And a part, a bit of context for this, Kyujiro has ruptured eardrums mm-hmm. from a mission from pre-Hashira, mm-hmm. one of his missions. That's why he talks so loud. But in this scene, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He talks very softly. Granted, he's got an arm in his diaphragm, so I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to talk like that. But yeah, but like when he's when he's eating in the beginning. He's just yelling. Yes, when he's yelling. That's just how he talks because he can't hear. Yeah. I just think it's very poignant when he's like, hey, Tanjiro, you please come over here. Mm-hmm. Young Kamado. He calls him Young Kamado. Yeah. And that, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I almost can't read this. So, all right, let me just... I was actually going to put this in my top five, and then I was like, like, yeah, I, 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 I have a have hard it. time getting through it. We might have a crier on I might, I might a air. little bit. It's like the whole thing, too. It's like not just bits and pieces. Like this whole sentiment that he goes through here. Let me see. I want the whole thing. All right, all right, all right. Mm. God damn it. I knew you were going to have Pop this in ads. there. Pop up ads. I have our number one Dude, pulled Pop up. Pop up ads fucking suck. Are you this number one? Hmm? I have our uh, unanimous number one. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Let me... Okay. So this is more... So this is basically Ren Goku saying, come over here. Let us speak one last time. When I was dreaming of the past... There was something I remembered. My old residence. You should go pay it a visit. 
there are notes left by the previous flame Hashira there. I recall my father used to read them often. But I am afraid I don't know their content myself. Within those notes, you may find the dance, the, uh, the dance you mentioned. The uh, Hinokami Kagura. Mm-hmm. And then Tanjiro's like, no, stop talking. He's like telling him just to think about yourself, use a healing technique. He says, no, very soon I will be dead. Before that happens, I need you to hear me out. I have a younger brother named Senjiro. Please tell him to follow his heart and walk down the path he feels is right. And tell my father that I want him to look after himself. And lastly, about your sister. Know that I believe in her. I accept her as part of our ranks. Your sister shed blood to protect the people inside the train from demons. And anyone who does that, regardless of what is said on the contrary, is a full member of the Demon Slayer Corps. So hold your head high. If you are feeling disheartened, that you are somehow not enough, set your heart ablaze. You may feel like you're digging your heels in, but the flow of time waits for no one. It won't patiently stand by as you grieve. Don't feel bad that I'm going to die. As a Hashira, it's natural. I would protect all of you. The young buds must be allowed to bloom. Any Hashira would have done the same as I. Young Kamado. This is what he said. So basically, a Nosuke, boy of yellow. You must continue to grow. And eventually, you will end up becoming the next Hashira. I believe in each and every one of you. Fucking A. Yeah. That's fucking mom shows up. Jesus Christ. I think the worst part of I well I think the best part of that speech is that the the buds part. Yeah. I would gladly give up my he's he basically says I basically I gladly give up my life for your guys so you guys can have the opportunity to grow. There's actually an anime quote. Oh man. Uh quote about leaves. Uh, it might have been I can't remember if it was Rengoku it was something about like the leaves the leaves must fall and die for the new buds to be renewed or something like that that's very similar to what he just said yeah in that just in that scene yeah it it reminds me of that quote I can't remember who said it what it's from I'd have to find it
tooth. I don't know, I gotta, I'd have to find, I'd have to, like, go really fucking try going through some quotes about, like, fucking leaves dying and shit like that. No, I knew that uh, you would have that quote on there. I was gonna toss it in mine, and then, like I said, I try to keep it, aside from our unanimous number one, be separate. Rengoku, that, that last speech is really powerful. It propels Tanjiro going forward as we keep mm-hmm. seeing. Right. Um, well, then, uh, I mean, Tanjiro literally still has a hole in his side. Mm-hmm. And he's telling him, hey, you got to calm down. Otherwise, you're going to rip the... When, he's, when he tells him, like, if you were to die here, that would truly spell my defeat. Mm-hmm. He's like, like I, I'm okay with my sacrifice because yeah. you guys are okay. Mm-hmm. And that's... Going back to that list I sent you, that's yeah. why I have such a big problem with that list because it's mm-hmm. it's just not true, and I just, I hated that list. <laughs> <laughs> what well, doesn't make sense, and it's clickbaity, and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, what they what he was able to do, how they were able to portray him as a character in a two hour movie is phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. And just and it, having that whole sentiment that the whole statement that he I just read and being able to burn it down to that set your heart ablaze thing is just incredible mm-hmm. um so yeah our unanimous number one um the biggest gangster in anime Erwin Smith what did you think about the first time you heard that speech like how did well, I'm you get on my horse dude yeah, I'm gonna go kill Zeke, dude. I'm about to. I'm ready to get shredded. I'm, I'm, I'm about to kill Zeke, dude. That speech gave me. I'm getting goosebumps about thinking about it right now. I'm about to read it too, but his speech to the the uh, scouts, mm-hmm. the final charge. I think it's great when that kid's like, "So we're all gonna die." So if I just left now and said, "Like I'm not," if I just went off on my own thing. I'm yeah. still going to die, but mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do. And he's like, no, there is nothing I can do. Yeah. And then he even he even goes further on that. So I'll read, uh, I'll read the quote now. Uh, Why don't you just scream it, though, the whole time like he did? Maybe, it, maybe towards the middle. <laughs> right, right, right. It's all meaningless. No matter what dreams or hopes you had, no matter how blessed the life you've lived, it's all the same if you're shredded by rocks. Everyone will die someday. Does that mean life is meaningless? Was there even any meaning in us being born? Would you say that to of our co- would you say that of our fallen comrades? Their lives were they meaningless? No, they weren't. It's us who gives us meaning to our comrades' lives. The brave fallen, the anguished fallen, the ones who will remember them are us, the living. We die trusting the living who followed to find meaning in our lives. That is the sole method of which we could rebel against this cruel world. My soldiers rage. My soldiers scream. My soldiers fight. And then it's just like, I'm getting goosebumps on my spine right now. Yeah, and then everyone dies. That is such this a powerful quote. That's one of those things, too, that both the sub and dub are powerful for different reasons. I've never. That's one of the few. Erwin's one of the few characters that I actually kind of like dubbed. 
I don't like him more than the sub, mm. but I thoroughly enjoy Irwin. Especially that scene where he's talking to Aaron. He's like talking about, are the enemies outside of the wall or are they in this fucking room right now? Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> Irwin was so fucking cool, dude. Uh, big rip. But big rip. That speech was like so true. Like people get so when when there's that's a... the most Tony Robbins. Like you have to burn the boats. The best way to take the island is to burn your boats because now you have no recourse for leaving. Yeah. Like we, are, we either win this or we die mm-hmm. type of shit. He's like, we're not making it out of this. Yeah. But if they don't do that, Levi can't go around the bend and, and fuck up Zeke. And, like, that's and like... then Aaron's fucked. Like if, if they don't do if – if Erwin doesn't make this speech, we don't get to where we are now in Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Did it cost, you know, his sacrifice? Yes, but he went into that knowing it. Yeah. That he wasn't going to make it out of it. But then he almost fucking did. And then he didn't. That was and that was the whole thing. Yeah. And... yeah. And then we wonder why this show's got 20 of the top 40 episodes on IMDb of all time. It's because of shit like that. Yeah. That episode's in there. Mm-hmm. Fuck. It's, I don't know, when you think of it that way, it's just like, I've had a few deaths in the family since seeing this, and then mm-hmm. I thought, of, like, you could spiral into depression, like, it happens, but then you got It's gotta, funny that the last, our last two both literally say that. Yeah. Like, we literally talk about, like, life isn't meaningless, like, yeah. it's, it all has, yeah. it's what you do, with, yeah. So, like, just use that in perspective if you... If you're going through a time of loss or grief, just remember that. Almost all of our quotes, actually. Yeah. It's like what what you do with life is the most important thing you can do. Every single day we have a choice of what we're going to do. Well, my honorable I, mentions even kind of go into that, too. Yeah. Um, I got three, two from Naruto. I could have, well, I'm not putting Madara's in here. Uh, well, we, could, we kind of already we kind of like that. capped it a little bit. Um, an Itachi uh, speech. He is talking to uh, Sasuke, I believe, and he says, "People live their lives bound by what they accept as correct and true. That is how they define reality. But what does it mean to be correct or true? Merely vague concepts." Their reality may all be an illusion. To me, that's like kind of like the a very long description of like cognitive dissonance, where they could be given new facts and new information, but they don't accept that it is true. So that's not a part of their reality type deal. Um. That's one of my favorite anime quotes of all time, too. Uh, the other one from Naruto was the monologue between Itachi and his parents. And I I told you briefly about this before, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, I'll throw it mm-hmm. in there. Um, Itachi just prom- promised me this. Take care of Sasuke. I will. Do not fear. This is the path you have chosen. Compared to you, our pain will be over in an instant. Even if our philosophies differ, I am proud of you. You truly are a kind child. 
And that part, when he said, I am proud of you, you truly are a kind child, got me choked up right. when I saw it. Yeah. Um, mainly because you see tears falling and his hands are shaking with the sword because he's literally like 13, I want to say 13 or 16 years old, about to kill his parents. Like, it's fucking that's mental. Yes, that's absolutely bonkers. Too. When you think about that. And that leads, and then what, even where I'm at, where it's like Sasuke hates him. Yeah. He hates him. His one driving force is to kill his brother. Because he doesn't know at that time. But he doesn't, it, it, yeah. it's, um, goes back to what we were just saying. Like, yeah. he, And then my last honorable mention, just to get him over with real quick, is Edward, Edward Elric from FMA. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was going to uh, a lesson without pain is meaningless. That's because no one can gain without sacrificing something. But by enduring that pain and overcoming it, he shall obtain a powerful, unmatched heart, a full metal heart. I don't know. I feel like uh, we both know whether mental, even physical, I mean, like, you can't. You can't grow without sacrificing and going through pain. No. Pain is a part of life. I saw a quote today that says the difference between a master and a student is that the master has failed more times than the student has tried. And I fucking, yeah. that shit has been burned in my brain all day. And I saw that for the first time like six hours ago. The master has failed more times than the student has tried. That is fucking crazy. And that's what this goes to. It's because the master has sacrificed many, many times and failed, but he became a master in doing so. Those are all very good. Those are all... That's... Full Metal Alchemist has a lot more shit than you would think. You know what's one I, I, I wish I had more context for that comes up a lot is for great quotes and even speeches and stuff like that is one piece. I just don't have any context for them. Oh, so it's like for, it's hard for me for to pick one. Even in fairy tale, like an un, like uh Urza, her, did you see anything in any yeah. kind of list about her yeah, speech like that comes up a lot. So one again was poignant because of when when I saw it. It's um Goku to Frieza. Mm-hmm. Post, Super Saiyan, Post Super Saiyan. I am the hope of the universe. I am the answer to all living things that cry out for peace. I am the protector of the innocent. I am the light in the darkness. I am truth. Ally to good, nightmare to you. I am the Super Saiyan Son Goku. And Sean Shemmel added that for uh, the Kai dub, which I think is was awesome. That's probably the best part of Kai. Because they let they let him kind of redo some stuff, like modernize some things mm-hmm. from the nineties dub. I like that quote a lot, just cause I I almost like the Japanese interpretation of it better. Cause he goes into the I I am a Saiyan. Mm-hmm. It's like by way of Earth and I've come here to def- I've been sent here to defeat you. Mm-hmm. 
So like just that scene, there's different versions of that scene. There's a bunch. I mean, we all know there's a bunch of different versions of Dragon Ball Z out there. Yeah. Between the ocean, Funimation, the original. There's a lot of different versions out there, but they're all, it's all the same message. And it's like, I am, you are, I am good. You are bad. I have to defeat you to protect. It is my duty to protect Mm -hmm. the innocent people that cannot protect themselves. Yeah. As literally the whole planet's on fire. (laughs) And the Roy Mustang from Metal Alchemist. That was another one. It was between that one and Edward Elric, but I went with Edward Elric because, I mean. The world isn't perfect, but it's there for us doing the best it can. That's what makes it so damn beautiful. Mm -hmm. He's got some other. Roy's got some other stuff, too. That is super poignant stuff um, actually this is one well no you kind of picked that one but even Armin like Armin's had some good stuff mm-hmm. one that's popped up a lot that makes you want to watch the show now is that where is it hold on let me look it up Where is it? That's not it. Which one are you looking for? Tanya. Oh, oh man, I don't even know. Uh, right here. Uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil. Uh, <laughs> the editor of this article, he put a little you know, his little quote or whatever to summarize what these quotes are. Mm -hmm. He said, declaring war on God is probably the most badass speech a character can make. (laughs) That's exactly what Tanya von Dugurchov, a middle, a middle-aged man stuck in the body of a high-ranking female official does in this speech. I think that's a show that actually, I think Goodwin brought up to us, uh, whether in a messenger at the, Movie screening, I believe it was. Oh, good. I'm sure this is going to be a chapter of the show where, like, I 100% want to know what people's favorite, like, quotes and stuff like that are. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of people throwing yeah. in there. Because there's so many to pick from. It's. Mm-hmm. This is definitely another. I mean, you and I picked number one together, and I figured we would because yeah. it's just how, you know, important, but almost. But almost to the point where we are, like it has to happen for where we are. But in the context of the whole show, it's really not. Yeah. But it is at the same time important to Attack on Titan. But I mean, you could almost do this again. Like you could just do individual shows. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted so badly to have an All Might thing in there, just because I also I feel very similar to. Um, all Might than I that I do for Ren Goku and I, we beat that horse to death. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he has some great stuff. Um, but it's mainly just like one liners. It's mainly is that yes, and that's that's where the quotes versus you know lines dialogue versus quotes versus uh, quotes versus monologues. speeches and monologues. Yeah. But you got any other uh, wild cards to throw out there before we start to wrap it up? 
We're about an hour and 35 minutes in. Not just that part of Payne's speech where he just talks, he literally goes through like religion, ideology, resources, land, despite love, or just because. Mm-hmm. No matter how pathetic the reason, it's enough to start war. War will never cease to exist. Reasons can be thought up after the fact. Human <sighs> nature pursues strife. Yep. Fuck. That's another one. Jesus, fuck. Mm-hmm. But yes, literally. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Fucking do a, a bajillions piercings in his face in a Japanese cartoon. Mm-hmm. Said that. Yeah. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of good pain quotes. Um, his name's literally Pain. Yep. And then when he's destroying the Hidden Leaf Village, you're going to get to there and ship it in. He's floating above it, and he goes, this world shall know pain, and just fucking obliterates the whole entire village. Oh, we all have our reasons. Push. Everybody can make... Yeah. We'll find a reason. It doesn't even have to be... Honestly, war. You could, like, look... Like, people look at other people and be like, I don't like them. Why? And then they, they have to think of a reason after. That's what he literally just said. That's what I'm saying. You can come up with something after the fact. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You could just look at something like, I don't like them. Why? Well, look at the shoes they're wearing. fucking human Like the shoes. Like, what the fuck? Why? No. What's worse is the stuff people can't control. Mm Mm-hmm. Some people, you know. Yeah. Yep. I know. It's out there, and it's... It's sad. It's, yeah. It's the worst. Very sad. That's... That's the most sad shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's our list for some of our favorite speeches and monologues. Um, okay. If you have anything in the in your top five or any speech or monologue that you personally love, let us know and we'll check it out and we'll give our thoughts on it. Um, as always, make sure you like, subscribe, comment. Uh, check us out on the Facebook at Anime Made Me Do It. Anime Made Me Do It pod, all one word on the Instagrams. DM us, respond to stories. Yep. Uh, we have some interesting episodes coming up soon. So Yeah, we got a couple really fun ones coming up. Uh, I'm actually looking really forward to those. April will be a f- another fun month. Not that every month doing this hasn't been fun, but it, we got a nice little lineup happening of some ideas that we've been talking about for a while. So one since like the very beginning of the show that I've wanted to do. Yep. So I'm pretty stoked on that one. Yeah. And we'll have another, a new guest in. Yeah. Still no repeat guests. Although we have to have a couple on soon. I'd like to have Hayden back on now that he's literally watched, binge watched the entirety of, Attack on Titan. Yep. He's binge watched almost the entirety of My Hero. He's on yeah, season he's four now. He's cruising. So <laughs> we're going to have to get Hayden back on and be like, so Hayden, now that you've watched so like quadrupled, three days yeah, worth of say, content. You've, you've, you've quadrupled your your anime knowledge. Let's, uh, what are you thinking? Let, let us know. But also... Let us know what you think. Make sure you're rating the episodes. Make sure you're giving yeah, us five star yes. on the Apple Podcast. And if you're already subscribed, unsubscribe and then resubscribe. Yes. It helps the algorithm. Does that make any sense? No, not really. 
but it does. Yep. These are. Just, this is the world we live in. Yep. We're playing with the hand we've been dealt. Yep. So if you're a tier one, if you're a one day one, we appreciate you. If but you're just subscribe. unsubscribe and resubscribe, and then resubscribe. Yep. Shares go a long way. Shares go a very long way. Even likes. Yep. And comments. Yeah, comments are a biggie too. The more comments, the more people. Human nature is drawn to strife. If they see a lot of comments, they automatically assume that there's some issue going there's on in the going comments. On. There's something going on. So they're going to go take a look. That's that's literally human nature on social media. Um, but yeah, that's about it for this week. Aaron, ain't nothing to it. Anime made me do it. We, we out. out.